You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 261, How to Break Up with Your Phone and Be a More Present Mom. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama, welcome to the podcast. Throughout the month of July, my damn good Mama members and I went through a 30-day challenge from the book, How to Break Up with Your Phone by Katherine Price. We examined our relationships with our smartphones, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then created new, healthier relationships with them that feel better. I thought it would be cool to do an episode about what the challenge entailed and what we all took away from it. Not everyone stuck to the challenge exactly, but everyone did learn more about themselves and their phone habits. Our guiding question throughout the entire month was, what do you want to pay attention to? During the first few days, we didn't change anything about our phone use. We installed apps to track how many times per day we picked up our phones and how much time we spent on them. And then we began noticing things like our emotional state right before reaching for our phones, our emotional states right after using our phones, how often our phones grabbed our attention, how we felt while using our phones, and how we felt when we didn't have our phones. One mom noticed that she often picked up her phone to escape negative emotions like awkwardness, boredom, or stress. Another mom noticed that after being on her phone, her productivity went down. I personally felt anxious whenever I heard a notification, wondering who or what it was, accompanied by an urge to find out. Toward the end of week one, we deleted all social media apps from our phones. We could still use them in our web browsers, but that made checking them a bit frustrating and inconvenient. I actually found it refreshing to have Instagram and Facebook off my phone because when I did check them, I did so with a specific purpose in mind, like responding to DMs or making sure my posts went out according to schedule. One mom felt anxious about not being able to scroll TikTok for entertainment, so I asked her to identify other ways she could get the same feeling, and she chose looking at celebrity magazines doing word puzzles, and reading a book. She later commented, it's kind of amazing what we can focus on when we're not consumed with the phone. Another mom said, I've been doing more of what brings me life, reading, moving my body, and also being productive. During week two, we turned off all notifications, except for phone calls, messaging apps, and our calendars. We deleted apps and organized the remaining ones into folders, We moved our charging stations out of our bedrooms and went back to using old-fashioned alarm clocks to wake us up in the mornings. We added new triggers to make it more likely for us to establish better habits and created parameters around when and where we would use our phones from now on. One mom commented, it felt pretty good to not have my phone in my bedroom last night. It made it so much easier not to reach for my phone for any random reason. I like that this challenge is a slow breakup process. It makes it much more tolerable. The third week, we practiced being more present by paying attention to our breath, pausing when we noticed urges to pick up our phones, exercising our attention spans by actively focusing on our five senses, 
and meditating. Then at the end of week three, we had a 24-hour trial separation from our phones where we shut them off completely and put them out of sight. One mom said the hardest parts of the trial separation were the moments in between activities or when she was waiting for someone else to be ready to go somewhere because those were the times she would usually have reached for her phone. Another mom said she experienced alternating emotions of peacefulness and restlessness. She said she felt a bit lazy, but enjoyed a day of reading and relaxing, sipping tea and playing with her cat. She unfollowed a bunch of YouTube channels that kept sending her notifications for new videos, and she said, I am not going back. Someone else said she felt lighter and a sense of freedom not being tethered to her phone. She kept a notepad with her to write down the things she wanted to search up later, but when the 24 hours was up, she waited even longer to turn on the phone again because she felt so good. For me, I felt strangely disconnected knowing that my family couldn't get in touch with me while I was out and about. But I also knew that in the case of an emergency, they'd figure something out and call someone else. In the group, we reminisced about the days before phones when kids would ride their bikes or drive around town and parents would have no way of knowing exactly where they were or be able to reach them. One of the moms mentioned feeling committed to the trial separation because she was doing it as part of a group as opposed to doing it on her own which I definitely think was a plus. And most agreed they'd like to continue to take breaks from their phones on a regular basis. So in the fourth week of the challenge, we identified when and how often we wanted those breaks, started to clean up our email and social media accounts, made lists of non-phone-related activities that bring us joy and satisfaction, and identified how we'll incorporate those activities regularly into our lives. All in all, the challenge was a success. And I want to share two of the posts that members of Damn Good Mama posted in our Slack channel. One said, although I didn't complete the phone challenge exactly as prescribed, it made me much more aware of my thoughts and feelings surrounding my phone. Using my phone as a crutch to escape when I felt overwhelmed with the kids or with life was a big realization. I also noticed how liberating it was when I turned off my notifications and deleted my social media there was a significant decrease in my sense of urgency to check my phone so often. Most of all, the challenge taught me that I don't need my phone as much as I thought I did. As with many things, it's finding a balance. I've learned to check in with myself to see what I really need instead of automatically grabbing my phone. And the other mom said, the month-long phone challenge was helpful to me in ways I couldn't even have imagined. It was important for me to name the ways I use and love my phone and also the ways that the phone can be a distraction. Because of this simple exercise, natural boundaries were established, and through the month, they were strengthened. For example, keeping the phone out of my bedroom has been really wonderful. I now use an Alexa as a clock, alarm, and for music and sleep sounds. Not answering slash using the phone while driving. I'm setting an example for my kids and can also be fully present for, duh, driving. I still zone out on Instagram, but only during a set time in the evening. Overall, I would say my relationship with my phone has completely changed. And I'll report that I went from being on my phone an average of four hours per day in week one down to two and a quarter hours per day in week four. So I hope this episode gives you the motivation or at least the curiosity to explore your relationship with your phone and create a healthier, more intentional one for the future. You are the one who controls your phone, not the other way around. So 
grab a copy of How to Break Up with Your Phone by Katherine Price at your local library or bookstore, and maybe find an accountability partner or group to go through it with you. And keep listening to the podcast to find out when the next round of Damn Good Mama is starting so you can be a part of an amazing community of moms who are always learning and growing together. Have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.